Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And Joe and I are thrilled to be back for yet another episode. And this afternoon, well, today we're recording this on January the 12th, which is actually my granddaughter's fourth birthday. Um, She's not my youngest one. She's number three, four, she's fourth youngest I think something like that anyway third or fourth youngest so it's her birthday today and we're going to her zoom birthday party because we're all still in lockdown aren't we yes yeah that sounds really fun zoom party (laughs) yeah that's uh, that's really different and a sign of the times isn't it you know we're, we're all so used to from a business perspective doing the zoom and teams and but it's, it's quite interesting, the thought that you'll do a children's party. Well, I don't quite know what it will entail, but she's oh. quite a precocious little one. And she stands up and she'll sing and she'll talk and she's very grown up. She speaks very grown up. So she says, thank you, everybody, for coming to my party. You know, she's really grown up. Yeah. Um, but she's she's uh, she's fun. So we well, know we've been using Zoom, actually. We have a family get together once a month. Um, my daughter, as everybody's heard me mention, ad nauseum, lives in the States. Um, we are here in Netanya in Israel. We have uh, our son and daughter-in-law and the grandchildren in London. And we have also um, my brother and my two sisters. Uh, my brother lives here in Israel, but in the north of Israel. My two sisters live in London. And we have a family quiz once a month or a family get together. So we use Zoom socially once a month. And it's really interesting because that's what the pandemic actually has enabled um, or made us do, which we could have done before, but didn't make the effort to or didn't think about it. But since everybody is remote now because the pandemic, everybody's finding much more creative ways of using the technology that we've got. It's interesting, isn't it? Before the pandemic, we all took it for granted that we could jump in our car and go and visit sisters, brothers, fathers, nieces, nephews, all that kind of stuff. And then when it's suddenly taken away, the need to connect has felt greater, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. But but my point is we're very scattered. Yes. And we weren't, we wouldn't, you know, we have to get on a plane if we yeah, want to take yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, and we have to go in different directions. We're going to America and to the UK. Um, yeah. yeah, the ones that live here, we can get in the car and see them. Yeah. It's allowed. But what this has made us do is have a proper family get together once a month. Yes. And the younger members of the family have been in charge of creating the quiz each time. So depending on who's doing it, the quality of the quiz has been interesting. Um, and the entertainment so but uh, David and I have bowed out we've said we're we're the we're the uh the patriarch and matriarch of the family we're excused from creating the quizzes (laughs) not my idea of fun so what sort of questions have you had in the quizzes oh we've had all sorts of things um we had one which was general knowledge which was done very well actually uh was was using Um, A couple of the times we've used Kahoot, which is a brilliant quiz platform. And um, it's, oh, just all sorts of things. There was one uh, forgettable episode, one forgettable one where uh, one of our nieces was in charge and the questions were, I don't know where they came from her imagination, but they were definitely nothing normal that any normal human being could answer. But um, but it's but it's fun and it's just oh we did a murder mystery one one time as well oh right that was quite interesting doing a murder mystery over Zoom um, but anything is possible if you can be a bit creative about it well how interesting that's uh, lots to think about there next time I connect with family fantastic yes. that's what you can do so my sister sent us she she photographed the, she got the 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 murder mystery kit. And she photographed the pages 
for each character because normally what would happen is you'd each get a booklet and you'd be told who your character was yeah. so she assigned all the characters she photographed the pages and she sent us all independently our characters the synopsis the things that we needed and then on the thing we did it over dinner so we all had our well we're different time zones so depending on what meal you were at um and and then we we did the play um and asked the questions and it, it was quite fun it was quite fun so, so it, uh, that's a lot of work to organize but it yeah. sounds brilliant i love yeah. it no it was it was really really good it was really good but anyway i think we've waffled enough i know we haven't really talked about anything work related but i think that's okay because i think you know sometimes we don't have to talk about work so uh and this episode's going out in February, so um, we'll see what the situation is by then. And we can have another chat after we've welcomed our guest. So our guest this week, listeners, is the wonderful Gwen Beckhouse. And she's Curlo, Curlew Secretarial. She has the most fabulous logo of this beautiful pink bird. And um, I'm really excited to have a chat with her in a few minutes. So we'll go get her now. Welcome back, listeners, and welcome to Gwen. Now, I are you Gwen Beckhouse or Gwen Backhouse? Backhouse. Backhouse, because I have this tendency to write Beckhouse, and I don't know where that comes from. Well, that's unusual. I get called all sorts, but that's a new one. Oh, okay. Well, I once got called Mrs. Frizzle, so... <laughs> Yeah, I ordered um, a SIM card. I ordered a new phone or a SIM card, and it came addressed to Mrs. Frizzle instead of Mrs. Fischel, which I thought that was a that was my most unusual one. So, uh, so, so, welcome to the podcast, Gwen. And uh, I first saw you, I think, at the Northwest VA conference. I think you were you were there. I don't know whether you were. I can't remember now whether you were speaking or past the panel or, or whatever. But that's where you caught my eye, and I've been following you ever since. And I know that you and Joe kind of know each other, although I've never met. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do you want to tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and all that kind of stuff? Yes. So um, I am Gwen, and my business is Curly Secretarial Solutions. And um, I'm just coming up to my seventh business birthday, which is quite exciting, on the 1st of February. Uh, so, yes, um, I have a background in all things secretarial. Uh, did all, all my qualifications at college and, and worked in a doctor's surgery for many years. And then I was a PA to an occupational health lady who um, she she was pretty much my role model for everything I've gone on to do. Uh, she taught me all about networking and marketing your business and, and kind of the pitfalls to watch out for when you're self-employed. So I owe her quite a lot, really. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of veered off, went off and did a degree in environmental science just because I liked it and while the kids were growing up, uh, but ultimately came back to my first love, which is um, everything office based. Uh, I really, really enjoy sitting at a desk typing and, and doing all the jobs that everyone else hates, really. So uh, <laughs> it, it really was my calling to be a VA. And since becoming a VA, it's it really has been a case of this is what I was meant to do and I, I still really love it there there's always bad days as, as you can guess but um it yeah it, it very much always brings me back um to to what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it and um I'm, I'm still very happy in what well I that's that's lovely to hear it, yeah. it's so nice when you enjoy what you do and um I think the benchmark is kind of the thing people say, isn't it? You know, would you still do it even if you didn't get paid for it? Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, as long as you enjoy it that much, then, you know, I'm Absolutely. not suggesting that you should do it and not get paid for it by any stretch. But I know what that feels like because I enjoy what I'm doing. I was talking to somebody this morning um, and I shouldn't have been in my office on the Friday morning last week. And I thought somebody had booked a meeting with me yesterday and it was the meeting today the meeting yesterday was about something different and I was confused and that was because I was working when I shouldn't have been yeah. uh, but as I said yeah. I just like what I do so it didn't feel like work so you know. yeah that, that's very much the case I mean I, I do have to um, put myself in check because I, I will work on my days off if I'm <laughs> if I'm not careful and uh, yeah 
it, I mean, obviously you have to be careful that you don't burn yourself out. And um, that is something I do have to kind of make sure I, I look out for. So yeah. I have several hobbies that I kind of turn to when, when not working, just to kind of keep me away from the computer. <laughs> Does that resonate with you, Jo? Yeah, very, very much so. And um, I am currently trying to make more space, A, in my diary and B, in my house, to have a room where I can go and do stuff that I enjoy, where there's no Xbox, there's no football and all that kind of stuff and, and, and get back to hobbies because, you know, raising a family, running a business, you do kind of squash all these things in and let things go to one side. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really healthy that to talk about hobbies and having something away from the business and, and those sorts of things. Out of interest, what are the hobbies, Gwen? What do you do um, when you're not working? I've got several. So um, I play the violin, and um, I normally play in a Kaylee band, but obviously that's not been happening the last year. But we have, um, like you say, we've designated a room now for music. So um, we've, I dabble on the keyboard as well. So we, we've got everything up in, in my eldest daughter's room, who's now moved out. As soon as she moved, it was like, I'm having this room. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I do that, but I also like hobbies, uh, um, like puzzles, sorry. Um, and I, I love a nice thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. And I will sit and do that with my headphones on and sing at the top of my voice, which my family hates. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something you really enjoy as well, isn't it, Shelley? Yes, we do a lot of puzzles, especially since all the lockdown. You know, we, it's we, quite therapeutic, isn't yeah, it, a jigsaw yeah, puzzle? Yeah, I do, my husband does them as well. So we do them together. Uh, and we we don't do anything less than a thousand and the latest one we opened yesterday is uh, it says on the box it's neon so oh wow tiny um and it's we found this here in, i'm in israel so the ones that we're able to buy we found the ravenscroft puzzles are the best quality the pieces yes. they stay flat these are by a company called educa and they're just not as nice to fit together. They, they, they don't stay flat. So you put them together and a minute later, <laughs> like they've got a life of their own. But uh, so this is going to be interesting yeah. to see what it, what it was. I've left my husband. He's out there doing the puzzle right now, I think. So I don't know how much. <laughs> I like the good done. old Waddington's ones as well. They've got, they've got some nice old pictures. They're nice yeah. puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. And I think business is a bit like a puzzle, don't you? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think also often we don't realise that we have all the pieces and it's just a case of fitting them all together. Um, and I actually thought about this during the first lockdown when we started back into puzzles about how much business running your business is like a puzzle and um, that you have all these pieces, but you don't quite always know which one goes where. So do you want to tell us, Gwen, about how you started out, how you got how do you get clients? all that kind of stuff yes what made you decide to go down the VA route well I had actually dabbled going down the VA route um gosh it must have been about 2007 uh, because I had a friend who did it at the time um and it was still while I was working for the occupational health company and um you know it really kind of resonated with me and I I finished working there and I I kind of dabbled with it but it was a bit half-hearted and the time wasn't right and um, so I, you know, kind of moved on. We moved up to Cumbria, um, and I, I was working. At, um, I had a little job cleaning the pub down the pub um, while the kids were at school, and um, you know, it just got to a point where it's like, you know, what I want to do something I really love. I want to work for myself. Uh, this is what I want to do. Why don't you just do it, Gwen? Um, so I did. And I, I started in the February. I planned it. I planned it from October half term. That was where I finished work. I decided I'm, I've got to finish work or I'm not going to do it. Um, and I planned and planned and researched and researched. Um, and on the 1st of February, I finally decided to go for it. And that's when like my website went live and my, my um, social media and everything. And I really started plugging it. So after about two or three weeks of, of kind of waiting for the clients to come, um, I thought, right, I'm going to go out and have a look. And I went onto Twitter and I searched the hashtag help. Um, and a journalist came up and he was looking for somebody to audio type his interviews. So I got in touch with him um, 
and apparently somebody else did as well but they didn't get back to him which is the essential bit mm. uh, so he came to me uh, and he's still my client to this date he's oh, a lovely brilliant. chap he lives in Sweden um, and uh, yeah he's he still uses me now which and he he's been an awesome find actually we I've done some great interviews for him uh, so that was lovely and he was my first client uh, but I had to wait till it must have been October when I got my first what I call consistent client, yeah. the one that will bring me in money every month without yeah. fail and give me certain hours. Uh, and she's still my client today as well. So that's really nice as well. She works for a forest school organization. So um, and actually she's bought me quite a lot of other clients as well. So, I, you know, I landed on my feet there yeah. uh, and that was through networking. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, networking, I, I, I like to preach networking because that has accounted for probably 75% of my business at least. So yeah. um, that that's how she came along. And once I got to the point where I had a consistent client and I had a more regular income, things started to look like, actually, you know, this is going well. Um, I can build on this. Yeah. So it, it was waiting for that regular client to come along. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So um, my brain's just gone into, how did you come up with the name and the, the logo? Because the curlew is beautiful. such a beautiful bird with the, the curved beak <laughs> and all it that. It is lovely, isn't it? Well, when, when I started my business, we were living in, in the middle of nowhere uh, in the North Pennines in a little tiny village called Garagil. Nice. Uh, and our house was right at the end of the village and it backed on to pastures um, which go up to Crossfell, which is our highest hill um, and we had the curlews nesting there and they always arrived in spring so you knew spring was coming when you, you heard your first curlew uh, and they were normally there until about August and I just loved watching them and the little chicks are so funny with their long lanky legs and yes. fluffy bodies you yes, know that's right yeah <laughs> so um yeah, that, I mean, that's where it comes from. I have also used to play in a Curly Kaylee band as well. So um, it, it kind of, it was taken from that really. So That's brilliant. I think, I think it's beautiful. And you redid your branding fairly recently, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, that, that was um, a result of lockdown really. And um, I, I sat down and kind of reassessed business and, and how I was going to move forward. And branding was something I really wanted to go for. Uh, I was very lucky because I was entitled to some of the government funding because I have my own office uh, and um, I used that to to get someone really awesome in to to do the branding and, and I was not disappointed so yeah. fantastic <laughs> your branding is so it stands out and it's it's thank you it's just beautiful I remember when you posted it first on LinkedIn I thought wow that's fabulous it's very me and that that was something that I yeah. I kind of said to her it needs to be me because <laughs> I you know we all have our own own quirks and what we like and what have you and and she really did listen to that so yeah, yeah. No, that, that's that's brilliant so when you started you hadn't gone all out down the branding route no I mean I made my own logo um I built my own website um I pretty pretty much did it was all DIY really yeah um so yeah I hadn't I certainly hadn't gone all out I didn't have my own branding colors or um anything like that really it was kind of take me as you find me if you like yeah, but I think I think that's indicative of how many small businesses start out. You start out with what you have, and Absolutely. often you're on a shoestring. You don't know if it's going to pan out. Do I want to spend the money on it before I yep. get going? So I think are you recently rebranded as well, Joe? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I made quite a few significant changes to the way I do my business and who I target and then it made natural sense to kind of reposition that with new branding and and that sort of thing so um it, it's quite um it, it's quite an interesting process for somebody who's not a, a branding and, and marketing person did you find that Gwen? Yes I did um the the lady that that did it for me I mean, she was great. She had a lot of Zoom calls with me just to really find out who I was, how I worked, what type of work I do, what type of clients I have. Um, and actually, it was a really helpful process for, for me as well as her 
yeah. to kind of answer those questions and and establish things that you know maybe I wasn't aware of so yeah definitely it's quite a coaching process when it's done properly um back in about 2011 or 2012 um I went through my first proper rebrand um my first website and logo I, I had my training company was called the training surgery at that point and I'd gone to a graphic designer and I said I need a logo and I need to build a website and uh, and they'd come up with this and I said and it's blue he said are you sure about that I said yeah it's blue it's blue there's no question it's blue um, and he presented me with I finally got the logo I wanted and, and the imagery but he didn't present me any nice blue options because he didn't think it was blue. He didn't ask me. He didn't really listen. Uh, I ended up with a pink like yours, but much more magenta than, than that. Really, I now call it violent pink, but it just wasn't really me. I'm not a pink person. I don't wear pink. It doesn't suit me at all. And after a couple of years <laughs> looking at this website, I thought, can't look at this anymore it's just not me and I had uh, a brand lady called uh, Ruthie Edwards um, her company was iMojo and it was quite an in-depth process um, and at the end of it there was a brief for a designer which was amazing so uh, so yeah and, and you're right you do uncover all kinds of things that you maybe not aware of not top of mind anyway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like Gwen says, it, it's that opportunity to really think about what is my business, who do I serve, how do I serve, uh, and all of those types of things. That's yeah. it. It's who, who does it appeal to, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've got a very kind of specific target audience in it's specific in my head it may not sound specific <laughs> to other people <laughs> but I know what I want and uh, that's the type of, of branding that would appeal to them yeah so, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely yeah absolutely so do you have a discovery call when when oh, it's a funny word isn't it discovery call so I want to work with you um do you vet me sort of have you got kind of these <laughs> questions in your head that if I don't give you the right answer you're going to either put your price up so high that I won't pay it or you're gonna say I know somebody that's better <laughs> I have done that um I've certainly done that I mean normally yes I would have a discovery call so um you know I would I would encourage anyone who wants to work with me to speak with me because you know you need to get on with your VA you need to have mm. a relationship with them it's not just a case of here type this up send it back for the most part, sometimes it's like that with, with the odd audio typing file. Um, but for the most part, you know, you really do need to communicate and, and build on that relationship. And so therefore we need to get on. So, you know, if, for example, we are polar opposites with, <laughs> with our personalities, then it, it's probably not going to work. And that's no reflection on you or me. Um, mm -hmm. it's just not not how we work yeah. so I mean the the beauty of having networked in the industry for so many years is I know a lot of VAs uh, I know a lot of um, people who are of different personalities and who would work and who offer such and such services and so on yeah. Um, yeah. if I feel that because I've, I've got a few um, associates and if I feel that one of those guys would work better with them then I, I would do it that way but for the most part if if it really is a bit of a clash or uh you know if if I just feel that it's just not gonna work you know you have to love what you do at the end of the day uh and so yeah I, I would probably pass them on to someone else yeah you've got to you've got to want to help the person you're working for you have really yeah really and I did enough. learn that the hard way to be fair um, you know, but one of my um, second clients, I think it was, he, he wanted to work with me, but he just wouldn't communicate with me. Um, and, you know, it, it's like working with somebody who expects you to be psychic. And, <laughs> you know, unless he tells me what's in his head, it's, you know, yeah. I now know how to get things out of people's heads mm -hmm. that I did where I just I didn't before. It's, it's a skill you learn, I think, as, as you develop. But um you know, it didn't work and uh, we just weren't right for each other. And he ended up finding another VA that he worked really well with and I learned a lesson. So, 
it, it's part and parcel of, of building yeah. your business and, and learning what you do really yeah absolutely absolutely has that happened to you joe yes yeah there there have been a couple of them along the years you know and the worst one i've ever had is where i just ignored my gut you know and i i you can only understand if you've kind of gone through this process you're having this conversation with somebody and they're saying all the right things and there's this I can only describe it as going in your gut and you're thinking (laughs) and it was the one and only time I've ignored my gut and and it, it yeah it just wasn't a great working relationship and yeah things weren't kind of Hmm. right between us almost from day one and and I soldiered on for I think about a month or so and then I said to him I said look this is really not working because you want to work in this style I want to work in that style (laughs) and we I can't see a way that we'll meet in the middle so he said okay okay but I need help and I said I know you need help so I said, I know a couple of other VAs who are more suited to the way that you work. Put him in touch with a couple of um, other VAs. They had conversations and he found somebody else. And four years later, he is still with that same VA. So it, it, it's yeah. not that he was a bad person. It's not that I was a bad person. It's just we weren't, you know, you, you can't put a round peg in a square hole. Yeah. And, and it was that. And, and the fact that this other VA now raves about him, he, he, you know, he's one of her best clients and all of that. And you just think, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, and, and, and the, the role and the relationship between them has evolved and, and all of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot there to offer. Um, and that's really, really, really nice. But it is my top tip, I think, or one of my top tips mm. always never ignore your gut absolutely totally agree with you there I've done it to my peril as well it's uh, it's always right without fail yeah Yeah. and it always feels really painful when you're going through that turn because you're sitting there thinking I really don't want to work I don't want to whether it's the work whether it's the style of work it doesn't matter and it's and we go into business to be happy and enjoy ourselves and if there's something that's not quite right just be open and and pass them on to colleagues and it's one of the reasons why you know when you touched on it a little bit earlier Gwen about networking within Mm. the industry so that when these occurrences happen there is somebody that you can say I've got a client who possibly would be better for you and, and pass them on at least then there's harmony when you do make that decision to pass them them over this is it yeah 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 absolutely I think that's that's really really key it hasn't really happened to me um recently in a a training context although it does happen when I know that I've underpriced Mm. um that's another one when I'm doing a training session and usually it's my own fault that I haven't set the boundaries up correctly or haven't made it clear so, for example, I ran a Teams training session for an L&D company and um, didn't realise till after it was all booked that they were going to have 24 people on the other end of it. Oh, gosh. Which, um, actually, it was a brilliant session, but I should have charged double what I did. Yeah. So, and then you feel resentful because you know the value that your client has received um, and you haven't necessarily got an equal value out of it. Yes. It has to be equal, doesn't it? For, for It's yes. got to be valuable to both parties, no matter what industry you're in. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that's really important. So that's really, really, really important. And I've completely gone. It's my granddaughter's fourth birthday today, and we're oh. having a Zoom birthday party. I was telling Joe earlier, a bit later on. So Lovely. it'll be 6.30 for her. It'll be 8.30 here. Right. And, uh, I think my brain is in four-year-old mode today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> it's been quite busy. I mean, I actually wanted to come back to, you mentioned networking. So mm. we've had a few um, guests on the podcast mm. who have been 
expert networkers. We've had Michelle Ibs, the networking queen. We've had Jackie Groundsell from the 1230 Club. And recently, although it hasn't gone out yet, we had Ali Meehan from Costa Women uh, or Costa Woman, who runs a big network in Spain. And I, it made me think about something that happened to me just this week. So on Friday, I attended an online networking event. I wasn't going to go just wasn't going to go. Mm. I'd been once before and I had something else to do, but I decided, you know what, I've got half an hour before my call. I'll pop in and out. It was one of those that you can pop in and out. And somebody contacted me through the network said, have you got five minutes for a chat? And I said, I'm really sorry. I've got to leave for a client call in about five minutes. She contacted me afterwards and we had a chat yesterday and it probably will lead to work. Hopefully. But the, the point is that you just don't know. Um, mm. She'd had somebody, one of her clients, she's a, an HR company, and she had one of her clients who wanted some Excel training, and they don't do that. And then she saw my name, and she saw that's something that I do, and it made the connection. So networking is just another reinforcement of, of how important networking is. It really is. And it's a slow burner as well. Um, so, I mean, I, I networking was one of the first thing I, I did when I started my business because of what my previous boss had taught me. Um, and I, I mean, I remember walking into the room. Uh, I didn't know a single person and I was terrified. <laughs> but do you know what? I still get business to this day from those people. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where you don't want to just go along once and and then then leave because you know people they they're always keeping up to date with who's around and if another VA comes along then you know they'll probably use them instead but um it it's just it's something I've found so beneficial and and not just for for business for me but finding other people to help me I mean that's how I found the lady who did my market my branding for me um and you know I've I've bought lots of things off of people I've, I've met at networking. Uh, so yeah. it, it is a kind of reciprocal relationship. Um, and I just think it's important. It, it, Cumbria is a, a little different to the rest of the country. <laughs> they like to know who they're doing business with. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, um, I mean, it, it's a very predominantly farming community yeah. that we live in. And, you know, they, they really do like to build relationships with someone before they start working with them. doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> so uh, it, it has been really important, certainly up here, to network. Mm, uh, yeah. And that, that was the only way I found I was going to get local clients. Yes. Um, that, where do you go to network? What kind of network? What network? Do you, do you belong to one of the big networks or is it a lot? No, smaller I've local never one? actually paid a lot of money for networking. Uh, Cumbria, again, a bit different. They've got a lot of little networking groups around. So one of the first ones I joined was uh, it was called uh, Cumbria Women in Enterprise. And you paid three pound and you went along once a month. Uh, and it was a lovely kind of starter one because it was only women in there. And it was just a really nice informal one. So, I mean, I was a member of that for about six years before it finally closed, sadly. Uh, I also started one of my own, Enterprise Eden, as well. Uh, and again, that was you, you paid three or four pound a, a month to go. Uh, I have since joined uh, Pink Link Ladies, who they're, they're a Northwest organization. Uh, they're great. They organize the Enterprise Vision Awards in the Northwest. Uh, mm. And... Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the first one I've, I've kind of subscribed to, if you like. Um, but I'll, I'll go along to any networking events, <laughs> you name it, I'll go along to it. I mean, obviously, they're all on Zoom now as well. Yeah. So I, I get to join ones. I, I kind of gate crashed some Lancashire ones recently. So, uh, mm. you know, I, I just like to keep my head in and yeah. um, remind people I'm here and also find out what's going on because I'm quite nosy, really. Um, <laughs> I think we all are, aren't we? Oh. Yeah, I will. <laughs> it's a very, very beautiful area of the country up there. It is, it is. And we we do tend to have a lot of networking days out. <laughs> where we'll go to health spas or we'll go we'll go boating on Owls Water or something like that. So yeah. it's it's quite nice, you know. I think that's 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 part of, isn't it? That's the thing about getting to know people. It's in fact that's much, that feels to me much nicer than just turning up at a networking event where there's fifty people in the room and you might know yeah. three by the end yeah. of it. 
Um, yeah. and, and, you know, you feel like you've got to talk to everybody and you've got a minute here and two minutes there. This way you really get to know people and, and that's yeah. why they're, they're going to remember you. This network that I went to on Friday is actually, if any work comes from it, I can track that back to the very first really good network that I joined. And that was back in 2007. And every piece, almost every piece of work that I've had since, not everything, but a majority, maybe 60, 70%, has come because of people I met back then. Whether it's them referring, giving me work or them, their referral, people they referred me into giving me work. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just the original person, is it? It's... Well, the this is people. it, yeah. And that's how I met Amanda Ryan, who I've co-founded Borderlands with. Um, she she was at that very first networking event in 2014. So, you know, it's it's uh, all worked out very well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I think founding your own network is also quite good for raising your profile and getting to meet people as well, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're called Curlew Secretarial. So you're offering secretarial. So what does secretarial in 2021 look like? Well, for the most part, I mean, it's changed slightly over the last year since the pandemic. There's no two ways about it. Um, The type of business I have coming in has changed. Uh, I'm doing a lot of audio typing work now, uh, whereas before it was, you know, occasional. So that has increased. Uh, The other thing that has increased is... uh, getting clients organized to work digitally with their clients. So, uh, you know, taking their forms and putting them online. Um, Microsoft forms has never been used so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Putting, you know, CRMs, building CRM systems for them um, and and online storage, OneDrive and and stuff like that. So, yeah, and, and obviously keeping them data protection compliant at the same time. So, uh, yeah, that, that has increased massively. Uh, but also, you know, I, I do offer call minding for clients as well as, as the good old fashioned diary management, email management. So um, and uh, I do have an annual Christmas card service that I, I started it in 2014. It's uh, it's got a bit infamous now. I'm in all the national newspapers every Christmas <laughs> with it now. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. But that must be quite a headache. It's it's interesting. Um, I did have to turn one job down this Christmas because they asked me to do 50,000 Christmas cards for them. And it was like, I, I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even with my team, I can't do that. <laughs> was that to hand Does that to handwrite them? Yes, they're all handwritten. So um, I, I use cards from local artists or photographers, um, what have you. And um, or they can supply their own cards if they prefer. Uh, and then we handwrite them and the address and we post them for them. So, gosh, wow. that is so, a big job. <laughs> What's the idea de- is, is that it's for small businesses. So, you know, normally they don't have a vast amount of clients, but the, the type of interest we're having in it is growing considerably. Uh, so I, I have had to kind of say, look, you know, over this number of cards, we can't accept it because we're just, <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> 50,000, gosh, just imagine that. Your poor hand would be yeah. <laughs> falling off. It's, it's bad enough when, you know, you get 5,000. That, that's bad enough. But yeah, I mean, with the team, we, we can split it. So it's great. And and thankfully, my daughter also has very neat handwriting. So she's, she's dragged in as well. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Is that the sort of thing when you can sit in front of the TV or with a cup of coffee? Yes. It's not quite the same as being tied to the audio. No, this is it. But you could be kind of rattling those off while you're listening to EastEnders or Top of the Pops. Or Or virtually amazing the podcast. Exactly, exactly. So how how uh, so what's you you must have a deadline though by when people have to yes. place their order. The deadline is a week before the postal date. So obviously depending on the size of the order, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's the postal date. So good grief. So yes, yeah. it's yeah, always but... a bit manic before Christmas. I can tell you. <laughs> I can imagine, and that's not. I mean, I don't celebrate Christmas, and I don't get involved in all the madness around it. You're very wise. Um, but I can see, well, I'm Jewish, so it doesn't, it's not for me. 
but um but I see what goes on and I can see how important all those cards and presents and things are and everybody's stressing about I've got to get all my cards written and I've got to do this and I've got to do that so you've got your own Christmas to do as well as all of this yes well my secret is to do my Christmas cards in October half term so (laughs) oh my word you're a very organized lady (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is yeah wide, I get them done early so. <laughs> yes this is it. it it does pay off uh, tell me tell me you have a franking machine I don't actually <gasps> because it wasn't worth getting it for once a year right. um, I have debated hiring one um, but it it wasn't worth investing in kind of for such a short period of time but, I mean no, thankfully all the stamps sieve, so you don't have to lick them anymore so <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I've mentioned this before, Joe. Correct me if I have. So my my husband's an accountant, and it used to drive me insane. But he has a real point. Um, when addressing a letter, he was always very particular about how the stamp was stuck on. Yeah. It had to be straight in the corner, of the line like up. Um, and he yeah. said that's the first thing that his yeah, client sees of yeah. of his office. They see an envelope which has been addressed. Um, hopefully legibly and the stamp and if the stamps are skew he feels that it shows they maybe don't pay attention to detail so does that resonate with you I, I feel it, it, it does <laughs> I, I've got a client who oh my goodness she is so particular about how the stamps go on her letter I mean extraordinarily so and um it was it's fine I mean I you know I stick them on straight anyway but um we we sent her cards back to her and the post office put the stamp on and someone in the post office put it on skew if oh my goodness christmas eve i got a phone call oh, my stamps wonky have you hope you haven't put them all on like that i was like it wasn't me it was the post office <laughs> wow <laughs> oh it's no but yeah there are some particular ones out there <laughs> Yeah, it it does it just show how we are all so different, doesn't it, as well? This is it, yeah. 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 Which is fantastic, fantastic. Well, I think um, that's just been a most fantastic... I've loved having a chat. It feels yeah. like we're sitting here with a coffee just having a gin wag. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, Thank you so much for having me. No, that's great. And, and I think also there's tons of um, good stuff for our listeners to take away about mm. networking and services and branding and starting on a shoestring and all of those things which I think are great lots of lessons to be learned thank you very much for coming on the podcast Gwen it's been an absolute pleasure oh it's been lovely to be here and it's so lovely to meet you guys too so (laughs) hopefully if the PA show goes ahead in May we will make a point of having a coffee and meeting person Gwen well it sounds really good if the PA show goes ahead in May I will have a stand so I expect I will a gaggle of you, you <laughs> at my stand. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> and I'm going to be right near Amanda. So it should oh, be. Oh, well, there we are. <laughs> All right. right. Okay. Thank you ever so much, Gwen. Oh, by Very the way, well. this episode is going to go out in the middle of February. So great stuff. I will look out for it. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. <laughs> Welcome back listeners to the ending of the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed that chat with Gwen. It felt like we were sitting around with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and just having a a good old natter, which actually is exactly what my vision for the podcast was when I was thinking about starting it. I wanted it to be like a few friends sitting down, having a chat, but with some business lessons along the way. And I think we got that with Gwen just now, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, it, it, despite it sounding like a nice, cosy little chat, we did cover an awful lot, didn't we? Again, the issue of networking came up and the importance of relationships. Um, and, and interestingly, Gwen's the first person in all these months we've talked to who does transcription, audio transcription, Yeah, and it's interesting that because I know there are a lot of VAs out there who also do audio transcription, mainly because I see in some of the VA groups that I'm in that people are always asking questions about which software to use and which foot pedal to get and which dictation machine and 
all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I think it's really interesting. And I also thought it was interesting and I, I meant to ask Gwen and I don't know why I didn't, but I think I've just been having a moment today. Um, but uh, I meant to ask her, why has audio transcription gone up at this time? Um, yeah. Partly it might be just coming into my mind that people are moving more into online things and they want blog posts of things that they've recorded, written out or transcripts of lessons they've recorded. But um, I'd be intrigued to um, go back and ask her why she thinks audio transcription has increased so much over this lockdown period. Do you have any ideas on that? No, it, it is interesting because you know, some people, when they do their blogs, they get them transcribed by somewhere like Rev. But also I've heard from people sometimes that the transcription from Rev can be a little bit hit and miss. So as you suggest, maybe people are giving it to somebody who's got the expertise that Gwen has, particularly if it's more sensitive data yeah. you know with Gwen talking about working in a medical environment yeah. you couldn't suddenly put your no. client notes up to rev possibly no it's... no I use another for my I have uh, for all my training courses for all my online courses I try and do the, the early courses don't because they were done about over a year ago now but the latter courses generally have two videos per course so the first video is a video with no captions mm -hmm. The second video will have captions and then there'll be a transcript. So these are in the later videos, the later courses. And I uh, started out using Rev to generate the caption files and the transcripts. So it's quite an involved process. It's a very involved process. Mm. I started out typing them up myself, but that yeah. took hours. So I went to Rev um, and you do pay for that. Um, but they, it's, it's kind of sort of, sort of accurate but you do have to take the time to correct the captions before you then import them into your video so it's quite time consuming and then i moved over to another service called happy scribe which i got on a lifetime deal with AppSumo, one of my favorite places and uh, <laughs> i can I see missed, i missed that deal i was really missed. looking at it yeah, yeah. i did i bought two codes which gives me four hours a month and most of my courses are not quite four hours long. So with a fair wind, and if it's spread over a month, I should be able to get all my captions and transcripts. Happy Scribe is great. It does more than just um, trans the, the, the captions. And I'm not trying to put Gwen out of a job here because I think there are instances where you cannot um, replace a human ear and a, a person with knowledge uh, to no. do it and do it right. So, so with Happy Scribe, I upload the video and it generates the captions, but it, it does, I can either have an SRT file, which is the caption file to import into my video software Camtasia, or it will actually generate the captions and put them in the video that I've uploaded. So I download it with the captions, which is much quicker for me. Oh, it's one step yeah. less. Yeah whatever you do with any of these artificial intelligence ones you do have to check that they are correct so you do have to re-watch all of your training in my case um, and go through it all to make sure that it's not spelled incorrect you know if you use a name or a proper a proper description it's got to be right and it, it is artificial so it doesn't get everything right yeah but certainly for for, for me and where i am um, it's more cost effective for me to do that than to send it out to somebody else to do it for me at the yeah. moment. So, so I do that. So, Joe, have you tried using the trans, uh, not transcribe, the dictate feature in Microsoft Office? I, I did, um, and I had problems with it, but I think that potentially it was the settings because I know that you do use it a lot more than me, don't you, Shelley? Yeah, recently I'm, I'm designing a new PowerPoint course and I wanted to outline it. And I had all my lessons in a spreadsheet, but I just wanted to, the, the way that I work when I design a course is I will often talk the course through. So I'll talk about what I want to achieve and where I wanted to go and what I want to include and all that kind of stuff. And then I'll whittle that down and pull out the, it's just the way that I work sometimes. 
So uh, I thought I'd try using dictation for this. So I used dictating word uh, and it was scarily accurate. I didn't have to correct anything. I'd had a whole A4 page um, of my ramblings about this course uh, and it was quite accurate. Now the dictate button appears also in PowerPoint. So you can dictate your slides and it's also in Outlook emails. You can dictate your emails, which is really rather handy. If you're on a Mac, then Dictate is also on the Mac. And if you're on an iPad or an iPhone, you can just use the microphone to dictate. So the same on Android, wherever you see the microphone symbol will allow you to dictate. And most of the time it's, it's reasonably accurate. But I don't think if you need a document presented to you, that's not just accurately typed, but also formatted correctly, then that needs a human to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think. But it's certainly, you know, like for, for somebody working on their own that needs to get something down and doesn't want to sit and write it or type it themselves, then dictate, the dictate feature in Word is quite a good option. Yeah. Give it a yeah. go, ladies and gentlemen. It sits on the home ribbon in Microsoft Word towards the right-hand side. And uh, it's a picture of a microphone and it says dictate underneath it. So you can't miss it. Uh, and it's there in PowerPoint and Outlook as well. So uh, have, a go. have a little look at that tomorrow. Have a little look at that and let me know. Let me know how you get on. So listeners, I think it's time for us to wrap up today. What do you reckon? Jo? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm go and make dinner for myself and my husband. And then we're going to go to Annie's fourth birthday party, which is quite exciting. So. You'll have to be getting your uh, glad rags on and your birthday cap on. And... Yeah, I have to for go and go and find something, you know, sparklies. So uh, it was really sweet. We uh, thank God for Amazon because we were able to send a gift, you know, well in advance so that it yeah. was there. And I, I was actually really impressed because uh, my daughter-in-law and son and daughter-in-law, they, they filmed her opening the present this morning. So I'd asked for it to be gift wrapped. And I've never done a gift wrapped thing from Amazon before. And I didn't know what the gift wrapping would look yeah. like. And it was beautiful. It was, um, what I bought her was a craft bag with lots, it had pipe cleaners and pom-poms and sequins and oh, glitter and glue and scissors. All and the glitter. stuff that little girls like. Yeah, and it came in um, a, a perspex, like a perspex see-through bag with handles. Mm. And this whole thing was inside beautiful wrapping paper and it looked like a hot water bottle. Was the only way I can describe it, it was like an envelope yeah. and it was tied at the top. So it was really beautifully wrapped. So I was really impressed with that because oh, I think wow. that's, that's important. I mean, it was wrapped much nicer than I would have wrapped it myself. I'm hoping Gosh, I've never tried the uh, wrapping service from Amazon. So yeah. uh, and it's not cheap, but it was definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. So and I bet that the look on her face was wonderful. Yeah. She was opening it. Yeah, and she reached. She said, I want to get the sequins out now. You know, I want to do this, but she was going to school going to nursery so she couldn't but anyway so so listeners thank you very much for being with us once again and uh, this episode will be going out on the 22nd of february or thereabouts although today we're recording it on the 12th of january 2021 as ever you can contact me shelly at tomorrowsva.com or joe jlb joe at jlbbusinessconsulting.co.uk at Tomorrow's VA is my Facebook page. At Virtually Amazing is where the podcast lives. And we're on all good podcast players, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you can think of. And we'll see you again, or you'll hear us again next week. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.